Hey everyone, it's Keenan with Street Cred Sports Training, and welcome to another episode of Time to Ball. We are in season two, and we're on episode 12. This will be the last episode of the season. I'm going to cut it off after uh, this season, after this episode, rather, uh, and then we're going to resume somewhere, maybe September, October. I'm just going to finish up some stuff in the summer. Uh, I've gotten really busy with training and I'm looking at doing some other things. So uh, I need to, you know, tend to tend to the business, as they say, and not put this on back burner because I'm going to continue putting out content. I just won't start again until uh, somewhere in September, maybe maybe the beginning of October, middle of September, somewhere like that. So uh you know, street career sports training. We we always gonna be doing what we doing, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna finish up. I mean, damn, I I didn't done two seasons, so you know I I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself because I've you know I've kept at it. So uh, I'm going to you know I know there's some content that I keep saying I'm gonna put in, and I will put that in. I'm going to get that done, even if I have to go to these motherfuckers' houses and, and bang on their door and, and, and come on outside and just speak through the window of the microphone, man. Let me just get your old tape, you know, whatever it is. So I'm going to get it going. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have some, you know, nice things. Like I said, I still have a lot of content and a lot of different things. So uh, I'm going to keep today's episode not going to be too long. You know, I'm going to try to keep it uh, uh, short uh, with uh, information. Now, before I begin, I do want to uh, delve kind of into the the space exploration thing uh, with the with with the billionaire Branson, I think his name is. Damn, I always mess up. I'm not sure of the name, but it was it was a pretty big event, you know. On top of that, they were flying, you know, they they uh, launched close to, you know, where we where I live. So it wasn't it was it was big. So, uh, you know, if you don't know, he uh, the billionaire with uh, who owns Virgin Atlantic, I believe it is. He, you know, took a had a flight, flew him up about 50 miles above the air and then he detached and and uh went up into space and you know they experienced weightlessness weightlessness and then you know they glide they they plane glide down back into the uh atmosphere and and they landed so it was pretty monumental I, i must say i was nervous you know as a part of me because i remember when the challenger uh exploded you know you see it and you just like wait a minute what what just happened you know, and then when you see the stuff with, with 9-11, you see it and you're like, wait a minute, what happened? You know, so you, you there's a certain uh, tenseness to me that I want things to go well. I'm not one of those. I want to see things bad happen. I, I don't want those type of things to happen because, you know, people are on the plane and, you know, those are lives and stuff. So, uh I was I was very very you know happy that it uh, went through and it, they were able to land and you know it, it was successful it was very successful so it's gonna open the door for uh, more things coming I know uh, 
Amazon's got Bezos is going to be launching, I think, in a, a week or 10 days from from uh, nine and 10 days from today. So he's going to try to go up a little uh, higher and, you know, uh, they're being competitive, which is good. But it's a, it's a good kind of competitiveness. They're not there's no trashing of each other. They're just, hey, look, you know, man, I'm going to try to outdo you, you know, so you're going to come back with your A game. All right. OK. All right. Yeah, that was cool. Now I'm going to try to outdo you. But, uh, you know, they they're going to be selling. I want to say they said their their pre-orders for the uh, seats for like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to get in a, on the commercial flight to go into space and then come back down. Yo, I'm I'm not paying no $250,000 for uh nothing like that. That's yeah, that's just just nah, I'm not doing that, man. Mm-mm. Now my wife, she she would be wanting to do something like that. You know, she would love to do that. She want to jump out of airplane. You know, she she loves she wants to get she's been in the ocean. She likes going cruise. See, when she went on the cruise, I I sent her on the cruise, you know, my family. And, you know, I was like, nah, you know, I don't I don't get on no boats. I'm not getting in the ocean, you know, and uh, uh, (laughs) something my my old man used to tell me, which I thought was funny as hell. He used to say, yeah, now that last boat ride didn't work out for us. So I ain't getting on no damn boats. (laughs) But uh, but uh, yeah, no, I don't I don't get in the the water or nothing like that. I fly an airplane, but I'm not trying to go into space. But you know, Shark Week is on, and you know we was watching one of the Shark Week uh, one of the episodes, and she's like, "Well, you know, if I'm in the ocean and I get bit by a shark and I die, you know, don't don't be upset, don't try to kill the shark or anything. It's the circle of life." And I was like, "Well, baby, first of all, in order for me to kill that fucking shark, I'd have to get in the water, and that's not happening. So I'm just gonna have to give him a pass for what he did. But hey, you in his, you in his area, so you know, you go around in that water, you know, what else do you think gonna happen with a shark come around? So yeah, I don't do sharks. I don't do the ocean. I might, I might stand it up to my ankles." Maybe my kneecaps, if if you if I'm lucky, if I can see everything in the in, inside uh, in the water, like if the water's crystal clear, I might go up to my knees. But if it's not crystal clear, I'm not I'm not doing it. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> so I'm not. I don't do no water. I don't do no camping. I, I I camped out in the backyard one time with the kids, just you know, just just for for them to experience it. But I'm not going in no fucking woods, man. I see too many sci-fi movies and scary movies growing up, you know, for stuff that come out of the water and, and stuff that be in the in the woods trying to get you. So, yeah, nah, that's that's not gonna be. So you you know, if they tell you that Keaton was attacked by a grizzly bear, they lying, man. Y'all better call. Y'all better investigate that shit. Somebody did did something foul of me. Cause ain't no fucking way I would be in the damn woods with no damn barrels. I'm sorry. It's just not, it's just not something in my DNA, man. I mean, I, you know, I respect nature and everything. So I'll let, I'll let that go where it goes. But no, I'm not in the woods. I'm not trying to be in the ocean, in the water. So they like, yeah, well, you know, Keaton, hey, if there's a bounty on my ass for something, I, I ain't doing nothing wrong. But if there's a bounty on my ass, 
And they like, oh, well, we got reports that he flew to South America. He flew to eight, to Europe or something. Y'all lying. Keenan is Keenan is hiding somewhere back in the hood or somewhere over somebody's house. I ain't flying out of out of US, man. That's just me. So yeah, yeah, that that was just that's just funny when we talked about it. But I do think something was really funny. <laughs> Cause you know when you on Facebook, you see all this stuff. And it made me wonder. If the the people who believe in flat Earth, if they're actually, you know, were they like freaking out, you know, because they because they always talk about it. the Earth is flat, it's not it's not round and, and everything, and uh, you know, I'm more of a documented type person. I need evidence. So just to give you a quick example, you know, a kid was like, I, uh, I trained this kid on Vertimax. He said he wanted to you know, do a between the legs dunk. He could already, he already had, you know, stupid hops, but he wanted to do between the leg dunk. And he said, man, I heard you the dude who can help me with this. So I was like, oh, for sure. You know, got him on Vertimax. He did his nine sessions and boom, he did a between dunk. Now he told me about it. And I said, no, 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 that that shit don't work around here. You got to send me video evidence. That's the only way I'm going to roll with it. Because if I don't see it, for my eyes I ain't believing that so he sent me a video clip of him doing it between the legs done you know it was impressive I was like hey okay all right now that's the way I roll so when it comes to the flat earth stuff and you know first of all it seemed like he was really trying to make a point this is just my opinion he was trying to make a point to dispel any myths that they actually took off because there was a live camera filming like you know you can see everything live right even when they're in space you can see them all of a sudden go from sitting in the seats and then all of a sudden you see them starting to be weightlesses now there were uh there were a couple of glitches and i could just see the conspiracy people said oh see it was a glitch and that's what they did all this man come on man come on you know that just just chill so here's my question for the people who believe that the earth is flat, right? Now, I'm never going to try to tell you, you know, nah, this is the way I feel. You got to feel that way. Hey, if that's the way you feel, that's your business. You know, peace to you. But if you want me to believe the shit that you're talking about, I need evidence. I've seen actual evidence of uh, the plane uh, of, of you know factual evidence that the earth is round right there, there's a sphere and even on that plane as the plane's taken up you can see out the window that it's starting to take kind of a curved shape as it's going up right so and then they're documented you know different ways there, there's this brilliant uh, astrophysicist I think his name is Neil Degrassin or something. I, I, I know his first name's Neil. Really nice dude. When you listen to him, he's really cool. My 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 youngest, you know, used to watch him on YouTube all the time, and, and that's how you know we got on to him. And he does a lot of stuff. Now he's in the forefront. Uh, you can YouTube him or Google him. You know, he talks about stuff. He was actually on CNN when when they were uh, talking about it because I was flipping through different channels to see. Uh, you know, who was talking about it and about the, you know, the, the flight. And 
he was actually on, so I was tuning in because I like to hear what he's saying. And he has some different uh, ways that you, you know, that you can prove whether it's flat or round. So my thing is, yo, you know, if you if you're a flat earther and you say no, the earth is flat, then prove it. You know, show show me like some longitude, latitude. This is, you know, you get to this point, you're gonna be at the end of the earth. I need to see video of you there, not not some CGI, cause you're in the basement kind of stuff. Nah, get your ass out, <laughs> drive drive to the end, or or you know drive to the water and then get in a boat and 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 row that damn boat or or you know get you know whatever it is you in a boat whatever plane and just go to the end until you can't go anymore. That's how you prove it to me. You know, and you videotape it the whole time. But it's kind of one of them things where it's almost like, you know, they're not doing it because they just, you know, like it's, it seems like you could put doubt in without actually ever proving, you know, you're always going to be able to get people to believe you. So, but hey, if if you can prove it, I'm good with it. I'll, you know, I'll. I'll give it some thought. I don't mind if, you know, saying, hey, you know, I was wrong about what you were saying. But I think it was funny. I could just imagine people who were flat earthers like watching them in videos live. And you can see, you know, the plane is going up and then it detaches and it, you know, it continues going up. And, and you hear the scientists talking about everything. Well, the the, uh, the, uh, the 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 flame right now is 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 this color and that's why it's this color but you know it's going to go into that color and everything so it, it was just kind of funny it's like they describe it everything you know, that's how you know you're in the carmax or something like that it was some kind of it's a layer that lets you know when you're you know a certain height so i thought that shit was funny man i was like man if you're a flat earther you probably like they'll know what they talk about it's still flat <laughs> So, uh, needless to say, yeah, I, I was I was pretty uh, excited about that, and you know, can't wait to see what the future is holding uh, for uh, space exploration, and you know, see what happens. I'm not saying we're gonna be, you know, going warp speed in the next five or 10, 15 years, but it'd be nice to be able to figure out what else is out there, you know, before. Before they, we need to find them before they find us. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was it, man. I just wanted to, I wanted to touch on that. I thought it was real cool. So now let me get into the topic of today. Uh, I've kind of addressed this, you know, in an earlier episode. I'm gonna readdress it from a different angle or a different perspective, or kind of bring up a few different points. And the reason is, is because I've I've spoken to at least three different parents within the last five, six days about this subject. So I really think I should touch on it. Now, I'm, I'm talking about uh, travel teams experience. Travel teams, not not the teams when you just, you know, you travel to a different city just to play in a a regular tournament what i'm speaking on is exposure so you're going to play in these certain places where you know you know they're like a live period where they they actually have college coaches they're watching that kind of stuff so that's what i'm going to speak on and the question is you know knowing 
is it right for you or if it's not the right fit? Now, here's why I asked that question, because, you know, there are really good elite uh, travel teams throughout the U.S. Uh, there are, you know, some here in this city and they do a good job of playing in the big events, right? In the big places where you can look and you see all these different college coaches over there watching these certain kids. So, you know, it's 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 good to be able to uh, be in this type of environment. But here's the thing. If you're not an elite player, chances are you're not going to be seen by all of those those uh, coaches because they want to see the best of the best. That's that's what they're there for. They're going to see the best of the best. So sometimes you'll go to these, you can go to these tournaments and you'll play in the lower divisions and, and, you know, you'll get the occasional coaches to come by, but for the most part, you're not getting the type of exposure that, uh, you could be led to believe by their organization. And, uh, it's, if you are getting that exposure, which is good. Now, let me, let me, let me, let me kind of tweak what I just said. To me, there are three three types of exposure. Okay, there's a, the exposure to uh, be in a tournament. You know, you're exposing yourself to new to a new style of you know tournament in another part of the country. Then there's exposure. You know, you're exposing yourself to uh, pretty good teams, right? You're playing in pretty good events. And then there's the exposure where you're exposed to playing in front of college coaches you know so to me there there are different levels right because you can play in a tournament and in 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 another part of the country and for you it's exposure but for people in that area it's just a local tournament right so you can be in that environment now what you got to understand is if you're in that environment and you're playing you have to make sure if it's a fit for you here's what i mean if you're on a team and it's, you know, 12, 13 kids. You got to make sure you understand whether or not that team, whether that coach is trying to just give you guys maximum exposure. Because there are some coaches who will put you in those things and just like, hey, I'm getting y'all there. And, you know, everybody's playing the same amount of time. You know, we're we going to get it in. Right. And, and, you know, you have a system. It's not just open play where, you know, just whoever gets the ball can jack. You have a system. You, you know, you run plays and stuff. You try to make, you have it as organized as you can, but you're letting these kids play as much as they can to get noticed. To me, that's the best kind of exposure because you're not tied up in wins and losses. Those college coaches that are there aren't tied up in wins and losses. They want to see kids compete. They want to see how good you are versus these other kids that are coming from across the state or across the country. How do you fare against them? That's what they want to see. So if you're on that type of team where that coach is just getting you out there, then that's great. But if you're on that team where that coach might have 12, 13 kids, but they're only playing six or seven, and you're not part of that rotation, why are you there? You've just wasted money and your time and your opportunity to go do something somewhere else. So you have to make sure it's the right fit. You have to make sure that if you are in on that team, that if you're a guard, you're not 
you're not uh, on a team of 12 kids where you only have three three bigs or four you know people playing in the post and eight guards now you're competing with other kids for playing time you know and and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with competing that's not what i'm saying but if you're trying to maximize your opportunity to get exposure you need minutes you need to be able to get in there and play so you have to make sure it's the right fit because if it's not the right fit you come away from it at the end of the summer and you didn't spend between you know two and maybe five thousand dollars for that experience and you're like man you know we paid all this money and we didn't get what we were told you know and 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 part of it needs to be you need to have a conversation with the organization to make sure that your your view or your vision lines up with their vision you know because if you you sign up chances are if it doesn't go to your expectations you're not getting your money back it's spent you know so you have to make sure and if you hey if you good enough to get them to sign something if they they don't hold true to what they're saying you you they might be forced to pay you back something who knows but that's that's a different subject i don't want to get off into that because that's rare what i'm trying to talk about is just the fact that you have to make sure if you're on a travel team uh and you're going to get exposure you're getting exactly what you want whether it's hey well i just want to be exposed to playing against different competition i don't want to see any kids from my city you know my schools that i play people i know all the time i want to get out and play some kids that are on the east coast or midwest or 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 west coast that's why i want to play against right cool you get out there and you get it you have to make the most of the opportunity because number one you never know who's in that gym and as many colleges will tell you some of them recruit earlier they try to start eighth ninth and tenth grade you know to see what they can get coming up so you want to make sure you play your best even if you don't think that there's nobody watching you never know plus you can take that film and send it somewhere and you want that film to, to represent you really really well so when it comes to the travel team experience you have to know if it's the right fit you know you have to know what well, did you get exposure. So if you're on a team where you you know the uh, you know the the coach is talking about, hey, well you know I have this system where we do this here, and when when a school is uh, uh, when a school is you know contacting me, you know I'll I'll talk to them and stuff. Now you might need to say no, you know what? Okay, they contact you. You need to give them my number or. Just have them to contact me directly. So when you fill, when they, when these coaches fill out these packets, a lot of these coaches will will only put their information for those kids. Some of it's to kind of protect the kids from you know uh, overzealous you know schools or agents or handlers or, or stuff like that trying to trying to uh, get these kids to do things. And I understand that, but if I'm paying. And I'm paying for exposure. If a school has expressed interest in me, I need to know it as a parent. Because that's the only way, realistically, this is me. I'm not talking about nobody else, but this is me. That is the only way I know that this worked. That this money I paid, this time I spent, 
on these practices, trainings, uh, workouts, flying all over the country or whatever. That's the only way I know that shit works. Is if a school calls and contacts me and says, hey, you know, this is such such from university or, you know, wherever. Don't matter what division it is. I could give a damn what division it is. The fact that they somebody expressed interest in my son or daughter is what I'm I'm good with. Now I know, Okay, yeah, this worked. Now, obviously, if somebody expressed interest in my child, my child now I feel is definitely you know, I, I felt all alone that my child was good enough to play at the next level. Now somebody else sees it. What that tells me is if there's one, there's going to be others. Now, I'm not talking about holding that school hostage. I'm not trying to say, oh, well, we're going to wait. No, I'm going to start communication because I know if I'm if that school is looking at them and that school knows that nobody else is, they're trying to get in early, make an impression and try to keep that kid to themselves. Right now, if that kind of stuff happens, if I get mail or email saying, hey, you know, we we saw your kid in this place and we'd like the opportunity to talk to you about our program and stuff. Now I'm ecstatic because I know that that coach uh, for that travel team held up this end. But if my kid goes and, and puts in work, it's killing I mean, my kid is doing work against pretty good competition, you know, whether it's in the top league or whatever. It's in, you know, putting in work. I ain't getting no calls, no emails. And I'm asking the coach and the coach is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to let you know. Yeah, no, there's a problem with that. So you got to know where you're, you know, if you're getting if you are getting exposed, did you get exposed? And to me, it's it's not as hard when you kind of look at it from a practical standpoint. You'll be able to see whether it was exposure or not. Okay. Uh, the last point I want to say is there's a ton of kids that leave this city of El Paso to try to get exposure. Now, I get it because you want to be able to go play in the big places. And and most kids from all over the you know US at some point travel to a big time tournament someplace. You know, I wish it was more of a point of them staying here a little bit more and, and us attracting other, you know, uh types of places, but you know, it's hard to get places to come down here. It's hard to get those looks. You know, there, there's a way to do it, but it's 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 not easy to do. So I get it that kids are going out. What I do, what I don't want to say it troubles me, but what I, get, I do get, I don't even want to say I get tired of hearing it. It's just, to me, it feels like you're blowing smoke up, up, up. You know, you, you're just trying to pacify people. It's when I hear, you know, the coaches and parents saying, yeah, well, we went and we did, we played in this event. And, you know, the, those coaches and those other teams and, and stuff and those people were like, hey, you know, you you kids can play. You kids, you know, you play hard, you're gritty, you're tough, you know, you, you get after it, you know, it's appreciative. And, 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 you know, you know, coaches are like, hey, we appreciate that. You know, we're representing the city of El Paso and stuff. But, you know, I kind of take it like, you know, well, we can't really compliment you. So we're just going to say that you guys play hard. 
man, you can say you technically can say that about anybody. If they really coming in to try to put in, you can say everybody's coming in. But I want to hear some I want to hear some stories, some coaches saying, yeah, man, you know, they were asking who this kid was. They was like, damn, we need to. Yo, he can play, man. You know, he he was killing us. That's what I want to hear. Now, I'm not saying that I, that coaches and stuff don't post that. That I don't hear that they don't talk about it. I just don't hear it as much. I hear more of the, you know, this kid plays hard. You know, y'all y'all don't give up. Y'all play to the la- to the buzzer. You know, goes off. Yeah, ain't that what most teams are, most kids are supposed to do? But if these kids are really bringing it and look, let me let me be clear. I'm not talking about something recently. I'm saying for the past five to 10 years, I've heard the same story on on social media, on coaches hanging out. You know, we're talking like not not high school, not just high school coaches, mainly, you know, the the teams that play the city league teams or travel teams that play elsewhere. They'll they'll talk. They'll say, "Yeah, man, they was talking about how how good we played, how hard we played, and you know they 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 got a lot of respect for for kids over here." And I'm and I'm like, "Yeah, I appreciate that. I get it because that's what you wanna you 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 like to be complimented." But man, that ain't that ain't putting any of these kids on the map as far as you know. Yeah, which one of y'all you really like? Well, you know, that's why I'm like, "Well, which one you really like? Can can he play at the next level?" You know, don't don't feed me no bullshit just to make me feel good. I didn't come over here just for for somebody to make me feel good. I came over here for people to uh, get a glimpse at what we can what we can offer. Hell, my number number uh, five, my number five on my team. I think he could play at the next level. So are you saying he can't play at the next level? He just plays hard because you can damn near get any kid to fucking play hard. I need to know, can this kid play? You know, don't bullshit me with all this other stuff. So that's just me. That's just the way I view it. Because I've went, I'll tell you this. When I first started this program and I was trying to bring attention to these kids, because I, I'll be the first to tell you, there's talent here. I think a lot of these kids can play on the next level. Whether it's, you know, NAIA, some small schools. I think that a lot of these kids in the city can play on the next level. That's that's me, right? It's just a matter of getting them in front of the right school to see to see that they uh, not see their value, but to see that they can fit their system. Because make no mistake, you can be a really good player, but if you don't fit the school system, they're, they're not gonna they're, they're really not trying to recruit you unless you're just this all world type talent, right? And then they'll try to fix stuff around you. But in any case, uh, when you're when you're going when you're going through the the, the rigors of, of trying to get exposure and, you know, you're getting kids that can actually uh, play. That's what I want to know. I want to know, can this kid play, you know, and stuff like this. So when I started this program, that was what I was trying to do. And I went. To, to showcases, I was around scouting services, you know, college coaches, and I was trying to make real connections. And at first, what I did was, 
you know, talking to them. Yeah, here's my card. Hey, I'm trying to do this over here. You know, would love to have you come down. I take care of you. Just come down and see some of these players. And these coaches and some of these scouts were like, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, I've heard there's some talent down there. And yeah, you know, and then, then you know, get exchange numbers and stuff. Then when I reach out to them and say, hey, you know, I'm looking at putting this on and such and such, you know, I'm giving you like I'm letting you know, like five to six months in advance. So, you know, let me know what hotel you got. Hey, we'll we'll put you up in a hotel. You know, we'll we'll take her as much as we can get down here and we got you. I'm not even saying I want you to come down here and lie to me and tell me that these kids can play. Come down and give me your honest assessment. If you see a kid that you like, then recruit them. If you if these kids are bums, then you need to be straight up and tell me they're bums. I know they're not, but okay, I roll with that. Man, most of these motherfuckers didn't return calls. The ones that that did reach back out gave me some, you know, some bullshit excuse. They weren't real. So what I learned from that experience was, okay, my approach is going to be different. I'm no longer trying to just get people to come up here. I'm going to build relationships with these coaches. I'm going to be able to to talk to these coaches, you know, in a manner to where I know them. So if I tell them about something, I know if you if you know that they're going to come through for me. And it's been great doing it that way. Because of that, I've I've made a lot of connections with some really good people, coaches on all different levels, on the men's and women's side. And I'm proud of it. And I continue to make them. I continue to make new relationships as many as I can because there are so many schools out there. And the more schools that I have that I've made connections with these these coaches, the more opportunity I know to say, hey, I got a player for you. I think you might like this kid. Right. You know, you've told me about what what your needs and wants on your style of play. OK. Now, with the coaches I did make these connections with, they were on a lot of these kids. Whether those kids signed with them or not, that's not that's not for me to do. I'm not going to try to make some kids sign with a school, even if if I'm really fond of that coach. That's not that's not what I do. I'm going to put you in the room. And for that coach, if you like somebody, you like somebody. If you don't, you don't. The game is the game, as I say. That's It's going to take care of itself. But I'm not trying to say, hey, why don't you go ahead and recruit this kid? You know, help me out. It, make, it makes my program look, no, no. That's not how I roll. So um, I believe in building relationships. And I don't, I don't do all that blowing smoke trying to tell you something just so you can feel good. So I don't, I don't, I'm really not, you know, into whether it's college coaches, whether it's scouts or whether it's other coaches for other teams telling the coaches from, you know, El Paso how good these kids play. Man, fuck that. <laughs> you know, which kid? Oh, man, as a team, they just they just play hard. They really get after it. Well, damn, ain't that what the fuck they supposed to do is get after it? We didn't pay all this money to come up here and just bullshit around. We came up here to get after it. So, of course, we're going to get after it. Which one of these kids do you think can play? That's what I need to know. 
so I can let these parents know, hey, this college coach likes A, B, and C. That college coach likes A, B, and C. Now, now there's proof in the pudding that this is exposure and this is this is what it's about. So, um, you know, it's to me, like I say, and, and I, that's why I was explaining to parents and all the information and stuff that I've learned. I'm trying to help guide parents. There are three different ways to get exposure. Number one, if you're on a really good high school team that gets far and deep into playoffs and has a history of, of producing college players whether it's division one or whatever division NCAA or, or NAI or whatever they got a history of it, right that coach might have an eye to know hey this, this player might be able to play number two you don't have a good high school team but you have a really good travel team program that plays in the AAU or in the NCAA live periods or does both and, and it has the opportunity to put you in front of you know, all the recruiting crews you can. There are some kids that really don't even play high school because, you know, they they get so much attention and exposure through through uh, through the in, in uh, through the travel and stuff in the summer. They don't do anything now. They might still be on the team just to, you know, keep active, keep playing, you know, have show a, a more of a history of what they're doing. But I've heard of kids that don't play. You know, that all they do is they play uh, AAU and stuff or an NCAA live, an NCAA live period kind of stuff. So uh, that's second way. The third way is, OK, you don't have a good high school. You don't have access to a have a, a you know, an AAU or NCAA type team that plays in these events. You do individual showcases and that's how you get exposed so you can do that. There was a kid. I can't think of the kid's name. He ended up playing at University of Arizona. And there was this documentary. And the dad didn't let him play on any uh, teams. All this kid did was he played in, I think it was certain camps he, he participated in and showcases. And that was it. And he, you know, he got in front of the right people, right people. And, hey, he got it going. So there are three different paths. There could be more than three. I don't know of them, but I'm not saying that I know everything. But from my dealings and my conversation, it's, it's three. So you have to figure out which one best suits you, you know, and you want to try to, if you're individual showcases, you want to get into some, you know, kind of early, eight, nine, maybe ninth or 10th to see where it's at. And then you'll know, you know, sometimes you get in these things and you get your feelings hurt. You think that you're pretty good and you realize you're not as good as you you think you are. And that's just kind of how it is. So uh, you got, I always try to be real with kids. We, we never try to sugarcoat it. You know, we try to tell kids, look, you know, if you think you can play, like, hey, I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be real tough for you to make a roster. Right. You're, you're not in you. You're not any all district, you know, or anything. You haven't done anything that stands out from the pack that you can have as an accolade uh, to show anybody. OK, so you're going to need to get in some showcases or you need to play some on, on these, uh, you know, live period or AU circuit and you're going to need to kill. Well, maybe that didn't go well. 
Okay, so then that didn't go well. Then maybe your last hope, if you didn't, if you didn't have a really good high school season, you didn't really do well in in that and 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 travel team. You know, let's put you in the individual showcases. Okay, that didn't work out. All right, well, it's getting slim. It's like the the sun is going down, man. <laughs> it's just not not many options, but you know they could be thinking, well, you know I ain't getting an opportunity. Yeah, okay, well, all right. Here, here's the last thing we can do. This this college is having a tryout. You're gonna have to go over there and, and you're gonna have to show them that you can play. You know, that's all that can be done. There is no, well they're going to let you play just based on the fact that they they like you. Nah. I don't know of any coaches that do that. Not saying there's not, but I don't know of any. So, you have to really be good at what you're doing. So, you 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 want to be good at what you're doing and you definitely need to make sure that you're in the right position for exposure. Okay? So, I hope this helps uh in many ways and like I said if y'all got questions you know you can always reach out to me uh we're gonna be continuing uh as we go but I won't start a new season like I said until maybe September or middle to the end of September uh maybe the beginning of October one of those but uh, I'm gonna leave you with this let's uh oh yeah before I forget you want to find me, you can find me on Facebook at Streetcred Sports Training. You can find me on Twitter at, at Streetcred Sports. There's no E in cred on that, C-R-D. You can find me on Instagram, street, streetcred underscore sports. Or you can email me at streetcredsports at yahoo.com. I am thoroughly enjoying this Uh I, I watch to see if, you know, if these are getting views and, and they are, I mean, you know, I'm not doing this to get hundreds of thousands or millions of views. I like the fact that I got some views, you know, so I might look at, you know, doing some different things with it, but I'm really enjoying myself. I will have more, uh, season. I'm promising season three, I'm going to have more people on so you don't have to listen to my ass all the time be like yo man i get tired of hearing your ass talk i love the show but damn can you you know can you have somebody else on put your neighbor or something or the <laughs> or somebody grab the person from the grocery store and start talking to them so i can listen to somebody else other than your ass so we're gonna really i'm not gonna try will have these things uh and if i can help it Every every episode for for the next season is gonna have somebody on there. All right, I can't promise it because I gotta see what their schedule is, but I'm gonna be working on that. So uh, with that, I want to end as always, uh, saying letting you know that if it was easy, everybody would be doing. It. All right, y'all take care of yourselves. Out. <laughs>